This is Wildcat Country. It's only right. The ball's in his hands. A milestone victory for Arizona. Simon Says Championship. All the inside scoop on U of A athletics. Welcome to another edition of Wildcat Country. Eric Cohen and Shane Dale. And you know what, everybody? It's it's just it the summer doesn't give us time off. Like nope. you think nothing's gonna happen, Shane, and then everything goes down after we record our show last week hey hey not this time we got it in this time or i think we at least got a big piece of news all right well there'll there'll probably be more i'm just saying yes there'll probably be more but at least we have the 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 big news or at least a big chunk of news it's not it's not going to drop right after we record this time yes that's good that's good news. well first of all let's preview the show we have our friend john wall street aka Corey left who a lot of you have interacted with or seen on Twitter, uh, he is a sports business uh, pro with uh, sport, the Sportico platform. He will come on and explain all the realignment stuff and where Arizona is going to go or his feelings on what Arizona should do. But before we get into everything else, Shane, and I'm going to make this separate from our usual buy or sell, the news just broke uh, before you and I were recording this podcast that Kylan Boswell, the five-star point guard uh, from 2023, just reclassified and will play for Tommy Lloyd's team this upcoming season. Now, we had discussed in Buy or Sell last week, would Arizona, was Arizona's roster done? You said it, you thought it was. I said I didn't think it yeah, was. Yeah, you had to bring that up, I, didn't you? Yeah, I had to bring that one up. But seriously, though, your thoughts on the impact of Kylan Boswell on this year's Wildcat team? I, I, I love it. It's hard not to. And it'll be interesting to see if he uh, he pushes Kirk Risa for the starting job. Has uh, to. Has yeah, to. Um, I mean, it, it's good competition and nothing else. Uh, 24-7 sports has him uh, number 21 overall in the 2023 class. Uh, number four overall point guard. Obviously, that'll change. He's going to reclassify to 2022. Uh, Arizona already announced it, so it's a done deal. So uh, the number two overall uh, commit or uh, prospect in Arizona for 2023. I don't know how we would stack up in 22, but love it. Uh, it. It adds depth of nothing else. You know, even if he's not a guy who's going to be a star right away, you never know. It, it adds a, another piece to a team that I think really needed it. I thought their, their transfers, you know, that the guys that they added internationally, you know, they're, they're all wild card, Jack. There are no sure things in terms of additions to this team and Kylan Boswell is included, but the more of those guys you, you add. So they have two 100 top 100 uh, recruits, Two uh, top international guys, a couple of decent transfers. Now you, you, you start to build that out. And when you throw in the Damo Ball, who I feel like is going to be a big part of this team, I feel like he's almost like a new addition to the team. Yeah. Uh, and you get add in uh, Pella Larson, the experience he got uh, covering uh, Luka Doncic and, uh, for Team Sweden and, and, playing, over, and playing overseas. Uh, I feel better about the season already. I mean, it, it's a great addition. We'll, we'll have to wait and see how much he, uh, you know, he, uh, Kylan Boswell uh, plays as a true freshman and how much of an impact he makes, but, but love it all the way around. All right. Don't roll your eyes based on my past history with these type of things, Shane. I'm just saying that uh, in 2024, uh, the final four is in Glendale. Now, mm-hmm. Arizona's team, assuming they don't lose anybody this year, uh, should be locked and loaded and be one of the favorites you would think 
to to be in that in that particular uh, arena come uh, March or April of 2024. I'm not telling you to book your hotel. I'm not telling you to buy your tickets. I'm just saying you're just saying you're going to do those things. I'm not saying anything about me. Uh-huh. I'm just saying I would like to go to the final four as is. It wasn't my favorite experience in Glendale last time. They look like ants unless you sit, you know, close enough. Yeah. I'm just saying if Arizona's there, I don't care if I'm sitting in the last row of the stadium just to be there. Heck yeah. I just have a feeling. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm really excited about this. I think this is yeah. great. Uh, Folks, Eric, Kyle, had a fe- Eric had a feeling about, about the Rose Bowl the year Kevin Sumlin was hired. So just, you know, grain, m- many, many grains of salt. But yes, yeah, so thank it, you. Thank it, you, Shane. I know, I know, I know. I'm not giving you a hard time. I'm, I'm just, well, I mean, you started it by pointing I out. I did, I did, yes. You, but, I deserve that. But, I mean, look, the, look, bigger picture, Eric, Arizona should be a Final Four contender more often than not. If one of these years, they're going to get there. It doesn't seem like it, they're ever yeah, going to. But It's they probably will. not going to be this year. It's probably not going to be this year. But, you know, but look, you never know about that either, Eric. North Carolina almost won the whole thing as an eight seed. You get True. in the tournament, you never know. You you know, never I don't, know. No, I don't think they're going to be a, a top four, or top eight team this year. But you get in the tournament, it's a crapshoot. It really is. Yes. So uh, this is great news about Boswell. Really excited about that. Uh, thank you, Kylan, for doing this before uh, Shane and I recorded our thank podcast. Thank you, Kylan. Yeah, because we we finally needed something to, to break. All right. Buy or sell this week is going to be primarily about the realignment talk. So let's get right into it. This is Buy or Sell presented by our friends at Ice Shaker. Uh, you can go to IceShaker.com and get one of these awesome Wildcat Country Ice Shakers. Use promo code Wildcat Country, capital W, capital C, and get $5 off your purchase. And as we say every week, these are the real deal. And by the way, Eric, our guy Scooby Wright, USFL yeah. champion, Scooby yeah. Wright, Mr. Yeah. Pick Six, Shark yeah, Dog, Scooby. Yep. loves his ice shaker. He does. So follow us on Cat Country AZ and find out more. Yeah, follow us, Cat Country AZ. Uh, and thank you to uh, those of you. Somebody asked on Twitter, what's your favorite Arizona Twitter feed? And, and, and I saw somebody, I don't remember who it is offhand, put Cat Country AZ. So thank you for doing that. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, we appreciate that. All right, Shane, number one, uh, let's get right to it. Uh, buy or sell the Pac-12 after USC and UCLA. You know what? A few days ago, I would have sold Derek. I, I thought that it, it was done. I thought it was finished. I thought all you know the teams would splinter off into the Big Ten and Big Twelve, or or into the abyss. You know, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Or or quit playing football together. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I'm feeling a little better about it now. And part of it, and kind of a tease to our our interview with Mr. John Wall Street. But it sounds like like the Pac-12 is, or which will soon be the Pac-10 if nothing changes in a couple of years. Is is intent on on staying intact? Uh, now, we'll see what that looks like. They, you know, they lost the the number two market nationally in Los Angeles. That's yeah. massive. That's absolutely massive. And I know some uh, mid major schools have already reached out uh, about you know possibly joining the Pac twelve. I'm not sure how much value that brings. We'll ask Corey about that as well. Uh, but I at this point, it, it's crazy just how quickly things change because you know we recorded last week, like you alluded to, we recorded right before you, the USC and UCLA announcement was made official. At that point, I'm thinking the Pac-12 is done because then you start hearing rumblings that Oregon and Washington might be might be, not be far behind, uh, and then you know Arizona is going to going to join the Big 12. All these uh, Pac-12 schools have had discussions with the Big 12, which our guy Corey says has not happened, and I believe him; he's plugged in. So. At this point, I think the Pac-12 will survive one way or the other. I'm not sure what form that's going to take, but I think they, they, they might see their way through it. And if George Kalafkov can pull it off, uh, they, you know, considering what he the hand he was dealt when he came in, he's a miracle worker, really. Yes, I agree with that. Now, 
we'll we'll talk to Corey and get more info. But but as of now, Shane, I am selling the Pac-12 or Pac-10 without the LA schools. You okay. can't lose that big of a market. Uh, I think that Oregon and Washington eventually will defect, and I think that the Big Ten will eventually take them on. And I just, you know, barring a hail mary, I just don't think this conference, as it stands now, is appealing enough. Now. You know, we'll talk about some of the other rumors that we've heard more in this segment. But as it stands now, I don't think adding San Diego State, UNLV, SMU, Boise State it doesn't that doesn't move the needle. Those aren't needle, yeah, needle no. moves at all. I mean, no. you think when you think of Arizona, USC, you, Arizona, UCLA. You know, I, I look forward to those to at least one of those home games every year. That is devastating to lose that. There, you, there is no no other way to say it. If yeah. I was Arizona, I, I would probably get out of this conference. On, that, on a personal, on a personal level, Eric, it, it's going to be a real shame uh, to not see Arizona yeah. and UCLA play basketball twice or three times a year. You I know, agree I love that. That every time UCLA comes to Tucson, regardless of the records, the rankings, it is a big game feel. Obviously, yep. last season it was huge because both teams are very good. But even when they're not, it's a close game. Every it seems like every time it just it's one of those rivalry games. And if that, you know, obviously it's going it, to, if it continues, it'll be in like some home and home format, but it's not going to be two games a year. And that's really a shame. But, but Shane, if you want to look on the bright side, uh, without those two schools in the conference, uh, Arizona will be the favorite to win the pack to uh, pack 10 uh, most years. Yeah, I know. But, but I, mean, I, would, I would rather, I would rather get that experience against good competition. You know, I don't want Arizona to turn into a Gonzaga in that respect, you know? Yes, I, I agree with that. Well, it, it, this conference, uh, uh, you could argue that the basketball conference of the West Coast of the WCC might be more attractive some years than the Pac-10, might be. Might uh, be. which yeah. is not good. Okay, uh, number two, buy or sell Arizona to the Big Twelve eventually. For the same reason that that I bought the Pac-12, I'm going to sell the Big Twelve because it sounds like that that's a um, and again I, I I don't we're going to talk to Corey about a lot of stuff, so I'm not giving away the farm here, but just we rely on him and his sources, and he he's saying that's not likely to happen at this point, or at least it's a fallback option. And one of the reasons for it is, and this is something that John Canzano reported, uh, the ACC's uh, TV markets include roughly twice as many households as the Big 12 does, 28 million to 14 million, about about there. So, you know, I think it certainly makes sense to to pursue other options first. Um, If anything, I think that maybe you'll see the, the, I was thinking the Pac-10 schools might, join the big 12. Now I think of anything, it might be the other way around. Of course, it, a lot of moving parts, a lot of dominoes to fall, but uh, I, I think that this partnership with the ACC in whatever form it's going to take. And I think we just learned more about that possibly uh, recently. Uh, I think that seems more likely at this point than, uh, than the, the merger with a pack with a big 12. And again, that is different. I feel differently about that than I did a few days ago. All right. The reason I want to buy Arizona, the big 12, you know, your recruiting base of California and Southern California, especially, is kind of out the window because you're not playing. You're not going to be playing one game there uh, every year, it, like you like you have been for the past what forty years, something like that. Now things are a little bit different. You need your new recruiting base to be that Texas area, and go get those kids out of Texas. They've they done and, well in Texas in the past. You remember Mike Stoops did great did great he, recruiting he, in Texas, right? But you're not going to Southern California, but you would be going to Texas every year right. and playing games. That's why I am all for the big 12. It has nothing to do with playing Kansas in basketball. It's about recruiting. I mean, we're just talking football here. Basically nobody cares about basketball with these discussions. Basketball isn't just, isn't mentioned yeah, because it's unfortunate, but which yeah. is unfortunate. Let me explain to the, to the basic, you know, listener, those of you listening, 
why basketball doesn't matter. Think about a, a sold out Arizona stadium, seven games a year. That's 50, let's say 50,000 people times seven. That's 350,000 in attendance. You think about a sold out McHale center, what, 15 times a year. And that's what, uh, 12,000 or let's say 14,000. I mean, you can't even compare. So, uh, you know, it's in terms of math, uh, a sold out McHale center in this argument is 210,000 football is 350,000. You know, that is a, that's a significant difference. Well, that's part of it, Eric, but I think the, the bigger picture is college football is just more popular than, than men's college basketball. You know, it's the second most popular sport in, in, in college athletics, but I think it's, it's a distant second football is, but king. it's the money. Tra- but look, but look at the, look at the, the amount of revenue. If all tickets well, are priced the same, but, but if all tickets, tickets are priced though. the same, well, right. You're talking about TV deals as well. Yeah. 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 Ratings. But, but yeah. all matters. Yeah, but, but that's why an athletic department cares more about football in terms of the tickets sold for their athletic department. Sure. You know, obviously the TV deal at the conference. No, I get gets part I get yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's why I think the big 12 would be a good move for Arizona. Uh, we'll see if Corey agrees or not. Uh, number three. So the ACC partnership, I, I read a rumor that the rumors going around today, Wednesday, when we're recording this, that basically the goal would be to have, you know, ESPN take over kind of the partnership and, Arizona games, you know, or Pac-12 games being played on the this ACC channel, whatnot. And, and, you know, who knows what that'll look like, and we'll probably talk about that in the coming weeks. But the big key would be to have a game after the Pac-12 and ACC championship games uh, of the two winners meeting each other uh, in a separate game. And that would generate more money for both conferences. Uh, so, therefore, I asked Shane, this proposed Pac-10-12 uh, partnership with the ACC by yourself. Yeah, it certainly makes a little more sense now. When you think partnership, what does that mean? You play each other once every three or four years. You know, um, I, something like that might make sense, uh, especially as the college football playoff um, evolves, for lack of a better term. Sure. You know, the, the Pac-12 uh, has been left out in the cold more often than not with the, the college football playoff in its current format. You'd, you'd, you'd have this kind of game, and maybe you're more likely to get a school in there. Uh, so, yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I think a partnership with the ACC. And using that as an opportunity to bring aboard, um, like John Canzano suggested, uh, maybe Baylor, Kansas, OK State, Houston. Uh, I think that makes more sense. So I think if you're going to have a partnership with, where it, it, it's going to be real partnership as opposed to whatever was proposed, like that three-way thing that was proposed between the ACC, Pac-12, and Big Ten years ago that, that never really meant it, meant a damn thing. Something like that, I, I think, would make more sense, especially if, if the Pac-12 or the Pac-10 is hell bent on preserving that conference. I think that would be the best, the best avenue to do it. Yeah, I, it's interesting. Um, I want to ask Corey about this before I buy or sell anything with this ACC Pac-12 partnership. One, one thing I do like the fact that the based on the rumors that uh, the Pac-12 that these teams would play an ACC team every year. Great. Yeah. The basketball scheduling would be very interesting. Oh yeah, imagine. But yeah, I mean, get Duke, get, get Duke or UNC back in McHale. Oh, I mean, that, that would make up for you losing UCLA and USC for sure. Yeah. yeah. I just let, I, I'm going to hold on this one. I, was, I want to see what Corey has to say, and then we'll talk about this. This is not buy, sell, or hold, Eric. This is buy uh, or sell. Small, All right. Bu- small buy, All right. I guess. Small I'll let buy. you, I'll, I'll, whatever. I'll let you off the hook. Let's move yeah, on. Geographically, I don't love it, uh, but that's fine. Yeah. I guess geography doesn't matter anymore. Uh, no. UCLA playing Rutgers, I guess, doesn't matter. Um, okay. Uh, the, the bonus question of sorts, uh, Arizona to the sec 
or Big Ten. Um, Would you buy even a remote possibility of this ever happening? Uh, I remote. Sure. Uh, likely. No, I, I'm going to sell it. I don't think either of those ha- uh, happen. I, I think um, maybe the sec uh, just like it becomes this big blob that absorbs everything eventually. Um, but even if that were to happen, would they want Arizona? Would they want Arizona state? I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to sell that. I think that's probably the, the longest shot. I, I, you know, again, not someone with sources like our guy, John wall street does, but just, you know, I just ask myself what makes sense and what doesn't. And often I'm, I'm wrong about these things very often, but I, I think ACC is probably that partnership is probably most likely um, big 12 somewhere in the middle. And then sec maybe down the line, if that happens, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I just want to throw that out there. I know people are talking about the crazy, you know, maybe Arizona will join the SEC and every Arizona can join the big 10. Yeah, I don't think those conferences want, uh, unless, unless Arizona wins eight games this year in football and shows that they're, you know, over the next few years are a power. I just, I, I can't, I can't imagine uh, maybe under rich rod, but right now Jed fish has to prove a lot. So, um, all right. You know, this was kind of a different kind of buy or sell because we focused on one topic. But, you know, and it was kind of incomplete in that Corey's going to fill us in here in the next segment on a lot of things. So we'll recap it in the final segment. But coming up next, uh, it is Corey Left from John Wall Street uh, here on Wildcat Country. Scooby, we sent you an ice shaker. Um, they are a sponsor, uh, courtesy of our buddy Chris Gronkowski. Uh, you have it right there. I love my ice shaker. Fun fact, when I was, I trained with Glenn Gronkowski, everybody, when we were trained together, people thought I was, I was the other Gronk brother, so it was kind of funny. But yes, I love my ice shaker. It is very good. I use it every day. I am a, I am a veteran to the ice shaker game, by the way. What's up, Wildcat Country? Chris Gronkowski here. Use coupon code WildcatCountry at iShaker.com. All right, Shane, as our only guest this week, we are very pleased to welcome the guy that is tearing up Arizona Twitter right now, the guy that's getting the fan base all out of whack because he knows things that he can't even share with us. He just has the inside scoop, and that's John Wall Street. You can find him at John Wall Street on Twitter, but it's our friend Corey Leff, who is John Wall Street. Uh, Corey, uh, glad to have you here. Once again, you're a U of A alum for those of you uh, for those people who haven't listened to the podcast and heard you before, uh, you and I go back a long ways. Uh, you have incredible, incredible sources into this whole realignment thing. The number one question for you, I'm going to, let's get right to it. In two years, which conference, in your opinion, does Arizona play its sports in? I think there's a hope that the Pac-10 conference or the Pac-12 conference, whatever you want to call it, is the, is the hope. I think that there's a, I think there is still a belief that amongst the Pac-10 schools, we'll call them the Pac-10 schools because SC and UCLA are no longer even in these conversations, right? So meaning like they're not even in the room. They're just going to play games for the next two years. So we're really talking about the Pac-10 here. Um, and there's a, there's a kind of a consensus among those schools that if they remain together, they remain the third strongest conference uh, among among the Power Five, and and I think there's a belief that there will be at least three power conferences, perhaps four, when this round of realignment shakes out. So I, I think that the Pac-12, the Pac-12, the Pac-10 schools um, would like as a first option to remain together, and and 
that likely includes some semblance of additions. Um, and, and where the conversation has gone today is, uh, as I reported yesterday, it's unlikely to be additions from the Big 12. There are very few, if any, schools that the Pac-12 believes would be value additive. Uh, Oklahoma State is the lone exception. Um, I think perhaps you could you could convince people Baylor and TCU uh, bring some value as well, but Oklahoma State is is really the one uh, prize, if you will. Left. What about conference. Kansas though? Basketball, Kansas. Yeah, I mean, good point. Um, Kansas basketball is great. Kansas football brings less value to the table than probably any other Power Five team, or or very close to it, um, and certainly that includes Arizona. So. Um, you know, I, I don't think Kansas brings a ton of value there. I think that Oklahoma State is, is the one school that that would uh, be attractive if we were looking to add on. Now, that brings you to the conversation today, which is, well, maybe there's some sort of tie up to be had with the ACC. Um, I like the idea. I'll be honest, I do. I like the idea of keeping the Pac-10 together. Um, I like the idea of strengthening it. And if that means some sort of uh, collaboration between the PAC and the ACC, where perhaps the winner of those two conferences play for, you know, a conference championship game or something like that, uh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued about football games against Clemson and Florida State, uh, basketball games, again, you know, even though that's not driving the conversation, but basketball games against Duke and Carolina. So um, I, I like the idea. Where I get kind of hung up on that idea, though, is if you are going to reopen the, see right now the ACC schools are kind of stuck because their grant of rights runs through like 2036. And so they don't have a ton of options, but if they, if the conference agrees to reopen that grant of rights to negotiate with the PAC 12, the question is, does that leave an opportunity for the likes of Clemson and Miami and Florida state to uh, secede to the, the SEC or somewhere else? Now, the SEC has said they don't want any other teams, so there might not be a home for them there. But, you know, I think for the Pac-12, if you're going to go down that route, you have to be sure that not only are your schools, Oregon, uh, Washington at the top of the list, maybe Stanford to the Big Ten, you know, that not only are they committed, but you got to be sure on the other side um, that the ACC schools are, are equally as committed. And, and you got to be convinced of that. Now, that I think is the... I think that's the pie in the sky. Well, let me rephrase that. That's not the pie in the sky. I think that's the, I think that's the feel-good scenario, right? Like we can keep the Pac-10 together. We can keep that tradition history. We can remain the third conference. And remember, at the end of the day, this is really all about maintaining a seat at the table. And if that were to happen, if the Pac-12 and the ACC teamed up, there would no doubt be a seat at the table for those two conferences combined. Um, now, if you, the, the, you know, the, the second option in two years is is the Big 12, right? If if Oregon and Washington somehow find their way to the Big 10 and, and it looks like the Pac-12 is going to uh, really go by the wayside, um, then you're looking at, uh, you know, the Big 12 as a fallback option. There's certainly a home there for Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. Um, I don't know that it's a, it's not a great option. Um, I, I think the Arizona, I think the Pac-12 schools generally look at the Big 12 as a step down, um, but it is an option. And again, if you added the Arizona schools, the Mountain schools to the existing Big 12 conference, I think you can make a strong argument that that is the third best conference um, ahead of where the ACC is. 
So uh, again, maintaining that seat at the table is, is, is the most important thing. And, and so I could stomach both of those two outcomes. The pie in the sky, best case scenario, in my opinion, is we get to, and, and most of those, both of those contingencies are kind of under, under the presumption that the existing conferences remain at 16 or less teams. Now, if we get to a point where the Big Ten decides to add Notre Dame, the Big Ten, now they're at 17, maybe they add Washington and Oregon, now they're at 19. Then you look at the SEC probably looks to counter, they go and add Florida State and Miami and Clemson. And all of a sudden you're at 1919, and now it's become uh, kind of an arms race between these two conferences, which, I, by the way, is inevitably where this goes. And it may that the question is, does it happen now? Does it happen when the CFP gets renegotiated? Does it happen when um, uh, you know the next the next round of media rights negotiations? So let's talk, you know, a decade out. It's going. We're going down that road, and we're going down that road because ultimately, if you have the two power conferences and they can negotiate a media rights deal together, then you could generate more revenue, right? There's right now the networks can choose between the various conferences. If there's just one collective, there's only one place to get college football, you can you can maximize your value. So um if we go down this route, this route where um the Big Ten and the SEC are kind of loading up then I think there all of a sudden becomes an opportunity for perhaps a West Coast division of, of the SEC. And uh, I talked to one very prominent member of uh, Arizona's athletic department today who said that would be his ideal solution. Um, and, and the conference would look something like Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, that which would get picked off from the Big 12, which would obviously team up with Oklahoma, um, and A&M. And &M. That gives you your four from... Uh, on one side, and then you would add the Arizona schools, Washington and Oregon, um, uh, under that solution. So that, that, that's your kind of your eight team West Coast division of the SEC, if you will. Um, uh, under that solution, Colorado and Utah probably end up in the Big 12. Uh, I don't know what happens. Stanford maybe goes to the Big 10. I don't know what happened. Maybe they take Cal along with them. I, I doubt Cal uh, folds football. There were, there was some speculation that the Cal could end up folding football if they get kind of left on the outside here. But, um, it sounds like their alumni will, will ensure that the Cal continues to play. So, um, you know, like I said, maybe they go with Stanford to the big 10, but I think, I think those are the three options, right? I think we either stay in the PAC 10, which I think is probably the most likely scenario. And that's probably includes a tie up with the ACC. I think the big 12 is certainly the fallback. And then if everything kind of hits the fan, um, the SEC, I think, I think that's where everybody would like to go. Um, I, I think if the SEC offered a bid, certainly if the Big Ten offered a bid too, we would take it. But I think there's like there, there is a feeling, uh, at least among some parties, that 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 makes sense to have that West Coast division. And culturally, I think we could add some value to the SEC as a AAU school. Um, we could bring some value in a in a growing state, um, you know. Obviously, so there, there, there's a couple of things that we could bring uh, besides the basketball program, which which is not going to carry a ton, a ton of weight in their eyes. So, Corey, how 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 likely are we to see some movement in one way or the other in terms of announced partnership with ACC? Uh, Big 12 schools joining the Pac-10, or the other way around? How likely is this all to come together? Are we talking years here? That's really unknown. I, I I don't have a great answer for you because um, I think it could you know it could take 
it could take years, right? It could be until Notre Dame makes the next move, uh, until Notre Dame decides if they're going to go to the ACC or the Big Ten, everybody kind of sits tight and, and waits for that move because there's rumors that uh, the Big Ten isn't going to move until they know what Notre Dame is doing. So um, it's possible that we are done for right now. Um, I'm not convinced that's the case. I think everybody is still talking to everybody uh, and, and trying to figure this out. I think but you're probably going to see a bunch of this shake out between now and 2025 when the CFP is expanded. Like, I think that is probably like the next major catalyst for change. So how confident are you, Corey, that because we all the discussions of Arizona being a part of this move, um, whether it's the you know, ACC partnership, Big 12, whatever. Is there any chance in your mind is based on what you've heard? that Arizona maybe gets left out in the cold of, out of all this is because their football program, let's it's been trash the last few years. Um, and it doesn't, and it's not a big revenue driver. Basketball is a different story, but I know men's basketball is, is very secondary to football in terms of revenue. Any chance that Arizona gets, gets you know, caught. I mean, you understand what I'm trying to say that it, ends, it doesn't end up in a power power conference. Yeah. Listen, I think we're going down the road and we can we can flush this conversation out in a minute um, of of getting to one kind of super conference, you know, kind of super league idea where the Big Ten and SEC at a minimum have some sort of merger or, or some sort of tie up. Um, and, and at that point schools are going to get left out. Uh, and that might include existing SEC and Big Ten schools. Um, if you're Vanderbilt, if you're Mississippi State, if you're Rutgers or Maryland, um, and you're not bringing a lot of value, the schools like Michigan, Alabama are going to say, well, why are we bringing these guys in? Um, and if we're going to do away with the conferences or the, you know, that, that that's a whole kind of other, you know, bucket of, of, uh, of worms, if you will. But I, I think in this I think we're fine for this round, to be honest. I don't think I, I have a hard time seeing a scenario where Arizona isn't included in this round of realignment. Like I said, I think there's a good chance the Pac-12, the Pac-10 stays together and actually gets stronger. Um, I think that the, in a worst case scenario, there's a home waiting for us in the Big 12. But either way, I can't see a way we're not in at least the third best division. And like I said, Perhaps there's a chance we get to the ACC or excuse me, to the SEC. And, and, and then you make the argument that we're in the best conference. Can you clarify, um, real, I'm sorry, Claire, can you clarify why the Big 12 is not as an attractive an option? Is it partly because the, the, the TV markets, I know, like John Canzano reported that the Big 12 only reaches about 14 million households. The ACC doubles that. Is that the biggest reason there? It's not. Uh, that's one of the reasons. TV markets were much more important the last time around when we were talking about conference networks. Um, conference networks are far uh, a much smaller part of the conversation this time around. And so TV households aren't as important. With that said, all being equal, LA is going to be more valuable than Eugene, right? So, sure. um, but I think what's really driving this is brand value. And the truth is the Big 12 just really doesn't have a ton of brand power. Um, ultimately, and, and the story I wrote today, um, this is about automatic bids and expanding CFP. Right. And uh, and and the more the more powerful brands that you have, the more you'll be able to to command a, a automatic bid. And that's really important for really everyone other than the SEC. The SEC doesn't really care if there are automatic bids because it knows its top team is going to be one of the top, you know, eight, 12, 16. 
it probably thinks its second and third team are going to be part of that eight, 12, or 16 also. Um, but if you're even the Big Ten, which wants it, if you're the Pac-12, if you're the ACC, if you're the Big Ten, the Big 12, you need to have that guaranteed seat. We've seen it over, you know, time and time again with the Pac-12, we've been left out of the postseason. And what's going to happen is these media rights negotiations are only going to be as valuable as your access to the postseason. So if you don't have a guaranteed bid to the postseason um, and there's a potential you can get left out, your TV contracts certainly aren't going to be as valuable. So um, the Big 12 doesn't have as strong of brands. It doesn't have as strong of markets. It doesn't have a strong, as strong of academics. Um, there's not a ton to love, you know, uh, outside of the basketball um, you know, kind of schedule that we would play. I don't think there's a ton to love about. The yeah. Big yeah. But wait a second, Corey, hold on. When you talk about the SEC, you said that's your dream scenario. Put yourself in the Arizona athletic director, Dave Hickey shoes or, Ro or Bobby Robbins, whatever uh, you go to the SEC, you're not winning anything in football ever. Like you're, if you make a bowl game and win, win six games, the coach is getting a statue on campus that I know you'll make more money with the TV deal, but that seems like a disastrous scenario for Arizona from a football perspective. You know, I, I think you can look at it the other way. Um, you know, I think if you're in that conference, you have a real chance to compete. Um, if you play in the third conference, your resources are going, we're going to be trying to compete against those same schools, albeit not in the same conference, um, but you're, you're competing against them for playoff spots and ultimately you would be competing against them in the playoffs. And with less resources, there's going to be less talent uh, and, and we're going to struggle to win those games. So I think if you get into the SEC, yeah, the conference schedule is going to be brutal, um, but at least you have the resources to compete. And listen, I don't think that we, yes, the, the schedule would be brutal. Brutal. As it looks today. Like um, terrible. But I don't think we're playing with the same deck of cards today as okay. we would be playing with have, if, if we get into that conference. All right. Um, now, with Fair. that said, I think that this season is really important. Um, assuming that this doesn't all shake out here in the next couple of weeks, months, um, there's going to be pressure uh, on football to win some games because we want to be positioned as this up and coming program, because you can look at Arizona and say, well, what value does Arizona bring? They won one game last year. Uh, they won one game in three seasons or, or whatever the stat is. Um, but all of a sudden, if we're, you know, five and seven, six and six, and we're on an uptick, now you, there's a much stronger case to be what we are as a football program, I think. Um, yes. So I, I think, you know, as this stuff is in flux, winning games takes on an increased importance. All right. So let's talk about a TV deal from the Pac-10's perspective. Let's say they don't add, they just stick with the 10 schools that are there now. Do you think it is beneficial for them to go with an Apple or an Amazon who, while you may not have the distribution over the air, will probably pay a lot more money than any other TV partner would, would give this conference? It's a really good question. Um, and it's like the million dollar question, right? Like, do you take the Literally. money or, or yeah, it, do you take the money or, or do you want the exposure? Um, in most, in professional sports, I tend to lean towards the exposure because it's really hard to build the fan base if you don't play on television. Uh, the next generation of fans. 
I think it is a little bit easier to build the next generation of college fans, if only because people have an affinity to their school naturally. Um, and so if it's all about dollars and cents and we need to try to keep up, because again, we're talking about, we need to keep up with the SEC and the Big Ten, or at least try to keep up. The further we get in terms of revenue, the harder it becomes to win games. So if, you know, I think you probably look at a situation much like what um, MLS just did, where they take a deal uh, that has a bigger kind of upfront cash component. Um, there's certainly some incentives, uh, you know, over, you know, an extended period of time, a 10 year period or whatever. Um, and, and I think you go down that route. If you're, if, if you, if we're stuck at 10 teams, if there's uh, no tie up with the ACC, um, but I think in an ideal world, that I, I, I have a hard time seeing a scenario where the Pac-12 is that we're Pac-10 is 10 teams, the Big 12 is at 12 teams, the ACC remains as is. Like, I just think that there's going to be more movement uh, before this round is over. Last question for you, Corey. We appreciate you being the wealth of knowledge that you always are and uh, sharing that with some of us. Uh, another thing uh, I read and I want to see what you're hearing about this, if anything, is that a um, number of uh, mid-major schools uh, have reached out to the Pac-12 about possibly joining the conference. Uh, three that were named Boise State, Fresno State, SMU. Heard anything about that and just your overall thoughts on what that uh, on just do you, would that benefit the Pac-12 long term? scenario where the Pac-12 takes those schools. When when the conversation I had um, yesterday, when when we mentioned, you know, expanding schools, the first thing that was said was, and I'm not talking about Boise State. Um, I, I don't think there's, if we can't find value, we, the Pac-12 conference, the Pac-10 conference, can't find value in the big, in, in big 12 schools, you're not going to find the value in Fresno and Boise and, 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 I forgot who the third one you said was. But, I said SMU. Uh, that was just SMU. the three of the schools that yeah. were mentioned. There could, I'm sure there are others. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't think that we go down that route at all. Um, yeah, San Diego State's another one. You know, a little bit bigger market. Yeah, I mean, just. Yeah, I think that they would look to the Big Twelve schools first, and like I said, I think I just am not convinced that the Pac-12 schools see enough value there. Uh, all right, a few last ones for me, Corey. People on Twitter. Um, will ask, well, your sources. Now, obviously, you're not going to give out your sources, yeah. but how good are your sources in this particular situation? Just so people, in terms of establishing credibility, Shane and I know that you have really good sources, but what can you tell our audience about the quality of those? That's that's kind of what John Wall Street has built a really influential audience, um, and that audience has allowed me to have access to the most influential people in sports. So, um, you know, I would I would consider the people that I'm talking to to be very in the know. Um, these aren't uh, consultants and kind of third parties. These are people in the room um, and, and people that uh, have been in the room along the way. Um, and, and typically have a pretty good pulse on this stuff. And, um, you know, part of the reason why I don't give up the sources is because I try to protect those relationships. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and last question for you. And of course, and by the way, this is like yeah. very sensitive, right? Like, and it's also very touch and go. Things change, you know, constantly, which is why, you know, I'm hesitant to like call out wrong reports, but, um, no, but you if, know, you, if you know, if you know something and then, and someone's getting something wrong and, and people need to know. 
Totally. Like there's definitely like, so the report came out yesterday morning, right? That the four, I think then it became six Pac-12 schools were in deep discussions with uh, the big 12. Right. And listen, I, I think it's safe to say that every Pac-12 athletic director or president has probably held conversations with many of their big 12 colleagues. That doesn't mean that there's deep negotiations going on though. Um, I, you know, there was a rumor that they were supposed to meet yesterday. Uh, there was no meeting scheduled. Um, I mean, it's not even, there, there's literally no truth to that rumor. So, uh, and then, you know, obviously like you saw today, the, 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 the narrative kind of changed. It became much more ACC driven, but um, you know, the, the truth is I was surprised because a lot of the national media who covers the stuff, college football for me is more of a passion play, right? Like I, I cover the money behind sports. So uh, on a relative scale, you know, there's much more money in pro sports. And so I tend to follow pro sports stories. Um, but this one obviously touches very close to home um, and, and something that I wanted to dive into. So it's always interesting to me, like that the national guys aren't, aren't talking to the same sources. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, okay. That, that's good. I, yeah. That's just what I wanted to get just to establish, you know, some people are like, well, how, do, what is, how does this guy know? He knows. Uh, I'm just going to say that he knows. Yep. Uh, where can people find you? social media, website, how can they read your articles, et cetera? So you can sign up for the John Wall Street newsletter, which is free on the sportico.com website. There's a tab for newsletters at the top. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm pretty active on Twitter and, and certainly a big Arizona cheerleader. Um, my handle is at Howie Longshort. Um, and, uh, you got a lot of names, Corey. I do. I, I work on a couple of different names. None, of course, Corey. Um, of course. The amount of email I get to John is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so you can find me on Twitter. You can, you know, you can shoot me an email. My email is JWS at John Wall Street. Um, you know, reach out. I'm always happy to chat. You know, uh, I remember, boy, it's been a long time when you decided to pursue this and said, I'm going to be a factor in sports business. And you did. I mean, you went out and you achieved it. And uh, I admire you for that. And our audience uh, definitely is paying attention to you on uh, on social media. So, Corey, thanks as always for joining Shane and I. Great info. I appreciate it, guys. And thank you for uh, providing the megaphone. Thanks to Corey for joining us. I mean, great intel. And, you know, Shane, this guy is plugged in. He gets it. And and that's where, you know, I don't know about Arizona, the SEC. I think that's crazy talk. I don't know. In my opinion, I, I know it would he's be saying that be amazing, it, it would be something that Arizona would recruit a higher caliber of players uh, if they went to the SEC. The, the one thing that I didn't that we didn't touch on with Corey, which I wanted to talk more about because he has references on Twitter and we'll have to have him back on at some point to do that. Do you think that some of these conferences will start kicking out schools? Like, is Vanderbilt going to get booted from the SEC? Is, you know, who's going to leave? Who's going to get kicked out of the Big Ten? At some point, and, and we'll probably talk about that in, in future outings there with Corey. You know, what's interesting, Eric, is it's crazy to me, and, and Corey mentioned this, and I believe him, but it's still crazy to me that one season can make or break where you end up in a conference for the next several decades. And that's, which is kind of what he suggested, or at least I think that's what he suggested. You can correct me if I'm wrong, like, okay, Arizona needs to do well this year. They need to win five or six games in order to, to, you know, to boost their chances of joining the big conference. It's like, shouldn't like the last 20 or 30 years be a bigger deal, you know, and seeing what Arizona's track record is in terms of football, you know, which is not good overall, 
uh, they've had their moments, but just, you know, they may be up and coming now or next year, but it doesn't mean they will be in five years. So it's just crazy to me just how, 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 how the winds change like that, which I, but I understand what he's saying. I want to also touch Eric on, you know, his sources, which again, we, we know they're reliable. Uh, everyone has different sources. He's kind of got a different role from most media. So that he has different uh, contacts reminds me of when I was at ABC 15 and our sports director, Craig Fui, who used to be a coach. He didn't really come from the media world. He came from the coaching world. He was a college football coach for a lot of years. And so he knows coaches, guys who were in the NFL, who coach in the NFL now and have for a long time. And he reported, he learned from people in the know close to Bruce Arians that Bruce Arians was planning on retiring as the Cardinals coach at the end of that season. And of course he was absolutely right, but he gets raked over the coals by these journalists who don't have those sources. They have sources, but they don't have those sources calling it fake news that it's BS. He just wants attention, this and that. So my point is, and again, Fui was right. Bruce Arians retired at the end of the season and, and he, he had those sources that others didn't. Corey's kind of the same way. He's plugged in. He's plugged into uh, some 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 people that that other journalists aren't. Some people have sources that are that are very good. Other people have other sources that are very good. And Corey has some that are, I want to say, unique to him. But a lot of others don't have. And he has that right. advantage. And we're thankful that he's our friend and he's he's willing to share that information with us. And I'll and I'll say this: Corey has, uh, as he referenced, he has very good sources for the University of Arizona, and I trust him as yep. far as that goes. Um, I. I, I'm really interested to see how this plays out for, for the Wildcats. I thought for sure, if you had asked me last Friday, uh, where would Arizona be by the time we recorded this podcast? I would have said Big 12 100% uh, with, no, with no wavering. Uh, I'm shocked that the Pac-12 is, is even a thing, or Pac-10, whatever it is, is even still a thing. If I was Arizona, I'm gonna, I said this in the first segment, I would ditch this conference. I wouldn't wait around to see if Washington and Oregon are going to stay. I'm going to the Big 12. I like what they did getting, you know, BYU, Houston, Central Florida. I mean, getting some schools for football that are intriguing. Um, I really think that the Big 12 in the heartland of, of America, maybe they can at some point, you know, uh, if they bring Utah and, and Colorado, Arizona. I don't know if they get Oregon or Washington. I still think those schools go to the Big, the big Ten. Where does Stanford go? You know, can you pull maybe a couple schools from the SEC that maybe just figure, hey, we want to get out of the tougher conference, go to a, go to a, a, a third big conference. I don't know. I'm just throwing yeah, that out there. Yeah. The, the, I think the problem is, is to Corey's point is that, you know, the big 12, you can kind of call it the flyover conference. You know, it, it's just that they yeah. don't have a, they don't have big markets. They don't have a, a lot of eyeballs, even though they, you know, you lose OU in Texas, that that's huge. You know, and there are still some schools that are like, okay, state and Baylor, they have a good local following, but nationally, not so much. Uh, so I think that's the problem. You know, the ACC has a lot more eyeballs week to week on, in terms of football. Uh, so, and probably other sports as well. So I think that's the problem. And that's something I hadn't really fully considered when I just assumed that Arizona was headed to the big 12, yeah. which they still might. But I think that, that the, the, the long-term plan of they can make it work with the ACC and then maybe bring in some other schools, uh, use that as leverage to bring in some other schools down the road, uh, maybe have the, some big 12 schools join them as opposed to the other way around. I think uh, if they can make it work, I think that would be fantastic. And I think that would be the more ideal scenario. If if Texas and Oklahoma were still remaining in the Big 12, um, and let's say Houston, BYU, Central Florida weren't, um, would we would this be a different discussion today? That would you say absolutely go to the Big 12, not even not even question it? Possibly, possibly. But I would again, I, I think even with OU and, and Texas how big are those markets? You know, uh, so Texas I, I, has their own network. They're, they're right. one of the biggest brands in college football. Right. Te- so. I think Texas actually in, in that regard, Eric, I think even though OU has been the better team, Texas would be the bigger draw there. Oh, for sure. I mean, 
they, I mean, the fact they have their own network, they're only, they're only what two schools that have their own network, basically Notre Dame in football and Texas for all sports. And think yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't even compare to that. It's going to be fascinating. We're going to, we're going to have different angles to talk about every week for now. As we record this on Wednesday night, it looks as though Arizona is going to remain in the Pac-10 or 12, whatever you want to call it, um, and we'll see what the next week brings us. But it was fascinating. Shane and I, and I mean, I never saw this coming. I, I don't think you ever saw it coming. There was no, there were no rumors about it, which is which makes it all the more stunning, you know. Um, one more thing I want to discuss. Uh, we talked about Kylan Boswell earlier in the show. That was that was the good news. The bad news for Arizona athletics uh this past week is the softball team lost two impact performers uh charlize palacios and G- janelle miano are entering the transfer portal any insight on that shane uh it, surprised you know it seemed like it kind of came out of nowhere uh, palacios in particular was became a one of their best hitters you know one of their best power hitters anyway uh it was great behind the plate um throughout the season uh janelle Miano, you remember the fantastic uh grab she made it in the mississippi yeah. state series uh, she made some great plays so surprising i mean i guess in hindsight you know you come to arizona to play for um to, I, I believe they both came to play for mike andrea and then caitlin lowe stepped in so maybe they just you know, thought, no, oh, well, maybe I'll go somewhere else. Then if this just isn't, isn't the, the fit or this isn't what I was hoping for, I, you know, who knows what the reasons are. It kind of came out of nowhere, but you know, I did like seeing is so many Wildcats after that announcement was made. Uh, Ali Skaggs, who we had on our show when, when they were in OKC for the college world series, uh, Paige Dimler, a couple of others reaffirmed their commitment to the school and like, let's go, let's get it for next season. Yeah. And their top four hitters statistically are returning still next year. So it's a blow, but it's not, something that, that, that they can't overcome. And again, it, they really, the big, the big thing, Eric, they got to add a, a star pitcher. They really yeah. do. They're not going to the college world series if they don't add a star pitcher. I agree with that. Uh, one thing I just want to point out about this, that for our sponsor, ice shaker, uh, they signed uh, three wildcat athletes uh, at the start or back in the, in the spring. Uh, Janelle Miano was one of them. Mayjean Wright was one of them. And uh, I think Christian Young was the other on the football team. Um, well, at least uh, Christian's still there. You know what they say, Eric, in the corporate world? Opportunities. There are opportunities for more. We're going to have Chris Gronkowski on the show soon, I'm, I'm sure. And he'll he'll talk more about, about what I'd be curious. In the future. Yeah, yeah, what do you do? Because you just, two of these players that you signed yeah. to an NIL deal. I, I, hope, I hope he personally goes to their homes and takes their ice shakers away. They don't I, deserve them anymore. Yeah, let's let's do another Twitter giveaway if he gives us more to uh, to give away. But yep. uh, thanks to Corey Left for joining us. Great, great info from him. Check out John Wall Street on Twitter and on the Sportico platform. For Shane Dale, I am Eric Cohen. A lot of crazy stuff going on in the sports world these days. Uh, have a great week. And as always, bear down. Bear down.